G'day ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Guitar Wank podcast. I am your host, Troy McCubbin. Thank you so much for joining us on this lovely episode 190. 190 episodes, bitches. Damn, it's not bad. Uh, so there you go, we're into the, the last final 10 episodes until we make the 200. Woohoo! Uh, this week, uh, how are you, by the way? You doing alright? Doing alright? Okay, good, good, good. I hope everyone's doing well out there in uh, Guitar Wank land. Bruce had an amazing gig in New York. Apparently it was a kick-ass show. He had a lot of fun out there. So we'll hear about all that in our next podcast. We'll catch up Bruce and Scotty's back in town. So hopefully this week I'll catch up with the guys and we'll get uh, a, a latest one. This episode is from, I believe, 186. A continuation from 186 where me, Bruce and Scott got together last time. And I thought I'd start off with that joke that we ended with again. You've heard it, but I enjoyed it. I like it. I laughed again when I heard it. It's a good one. Uh, so there you go. Uh, 190 episodes. We are having uh, some more prizes, giveaways coming up. We might do that uh, when I catch up with Scott and Bruce. So to all the winners of the Patreon and, uh, and the other winners that received your prizes... Congratulations. We hope you're enjoying your pedals and your uh, Wirewall Pro Audio cables, your left coast pedals and that that we sent out. Send us a pic. Show us uh, your strut, your stuff. Uh, we got more prizes and stuff to give away. We also give a shout out to LA Vintage Gear. If you don't know this store and you're coming to Los Angeles, this is the store to go to. LA Vintage Gear, it's in Burbank. This is where Landau and Tim Pierce and all the high-end cats go and shop. And for good reason, because they have a lot of cool shit in their store. It is like heaven. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a great place. It's definitely it's a must-see if you're coming to Los Angeles. LA Vintage Gear, go say hello to Cliff. Go say hello to Joe and uh, and sam there those guys are kicking ass and the store is amazing seriously every guitar you pick up you'll fall in love with it they've got all just boutique stuff you can't find anywhere else um amazing amplifiers to everything from two rock to uh todd sharp to benson all these am- it's amazing gear they've even got uh, uh what's the guy's name what's uh, what's his name plant no, not Plant. <laughs> Jimmy Page's amplifier. Yes, they've got Jimmy Page's uh, amplifier, the Dragon amplifier in there as well, which is like 38, 40 grand or whatever. Anyway, go check it out. Go say hello to Cliff and the boys. We're going to get Cliff on in uh, a few weeks or when, wherever we work it out schedule-wise. Cliff's got an amazing story about the store and uh, being best mates with Michael Landau, who he said, Mike probably won't come on the guitar wing because that's not his thing. I double dare you, Mike. Come on. I'm going to track you down, mate. We're going to do an interview. <laughs> he says, fuck you, Ozzy. Uh, so anyway, we're going to continue on from where we left off from 186. This is Scott, moi, and uh, a Brucey baby. And uh, that was a fun night. I'm looking forward to catching up with the boys again and having more fun. If you haven't already and you want to get in, I know last time we did the Patreon competition the, the, the giveaways we did I think someone signed up like two days before and they won a, you know a pedal so uh, it's definitely worth it go to patreon.com/ 
slash guitarwank or just go to our website guitarwank.com and you hit the Patreon link and that will take you there and give what you can and you'll be in the running for prizes. We're, we're definitely giving away more prizes. Also, you can go to guitarwank.com. Uh, you can go guitarwank at gmail.com and uh, send your love, your frustrations, uh, your questions there. And uh, you can buy mugs. No, you can't. Don't buy a mug because we haven't got new mugs. Do not buy mugs at the moment. We're getting new, new designed mugs. We're finished with the old ones. Coming out with new design. They're going to be very, very cool. Uh, we've still got some t-shirts left. Not a lot. I feel like we should update the t-shirts to something really cool there. But we do have caps. Caps are still the go. So uh, you can get caps at guitarwank.com. Other than that, that's it. I hope you are well. I hope you are playing your guitars. i got to give a shout-out to uh, Lucky Dog. Um, looks like I might be the owner of a new Lucky Dog tally. Very excited about that, so I'll share that with you guys. Not that you really care, but I'm giving a shout-out to Lucky Dog. And uh, that should be fun. Who else have I got a shout-out to? I've got a shout-out to uh, my good mate Ulf in Sweden. He's probably driving across the country. It was awesome seeing you, Ulf. Congrats, mate. Uh, loved hanging out. Always lots of fun. Big shout out to my mate Kippo down under. Three Wise Monkeys, of uh, a band from Sydney. Fusion-esque experimental rock. I don't even know what to fucking call you guys, but they're great. If you're interested in look them up, Three Wise Monkeys. They've got a lot of cool shit happening. Um, I think that's it. So uh, let's get into it. We're going to start off with a repeat joke. Not that we've ever repeated any jokes on this show before. Um, but anyway, that would be a fun one to start out with. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. All right, guys, be safe. Enjoy yourselves. And uh, we really appreciate winning, I think, three years in a row, best guitar podcast on in the universe. Right? It's hard to believe, but we did it again. We're still waiting for the award to come. So when we get the award, we'll share that with you guys. Can't thank you enough for all the support and the millions of fans around the world that support this podcast and, uh, and keep it running. This is a charitable thing. Okay, guys. We'll catch you next week. Be safe. Be guitar wanking. And uh, adios.
there's four sheep there than there are anything else. What was that wolf joke where the one wolf says to the other wolf, he says, look at all those sheep on this, run down there and fuck one of them. And the other wolf says, no, let's sneak down there and fuck them all. <laughs> That's an old wise one, right? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we just lost all our New Zealand listeners. Yeah, no, we right. did. No, no, hey, no, I didn't. You did. <laughs> my, key, my Kiwi brothers. Yeah. Uh, I love the yeah. Kiwis. They're awesome. Oh, man, it's cool. such a great place. It is a great I, place. I'm looking forward to being there. Yeah. Great place. We that's might... a nice long flight, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Is, it, is it the same, same Australia? Like it's 40? a little, a little yeah. less than Australia. A little wow. less? You go it's to... like an hour closer. I imagine the flight from... From China to Amsterdam's got to be long. Oh, that's rough. You is this I've nonstop? Done... No, hell no. Well, you probably stop... my agent. <laughs> <laughs> you, probably, no. you probably stop in Dubai. Probably, yeah. I've done. Yeah. I've done Hamburg to. I've done Hamburg to Hong Kong. Okay, that's, that's <laughs> that was there. a fucking yeah, long, that's long. Yeah, you stop that's probably long. in Dubai, right? Yeah. No, the direct. Really? Yeah. Direct? Really? They have yeah. that much gas in a plane. They yeah. can do that. Yeah, we did that. Damn. That was a long one. Long. Yeah, I can imagine. And on the way coming back, I thought, you know what, I'm going to take... A, back then it was Tylenol PM. And I took the Tylenol PM after I had my meal and everything. And then I woke up, just it was hitting me and I couldn't get back to sleep. So I, I spent the next four hours with really bad turbulence in that drug oh, state. It wasn't a fun trip. Well, you that's know, probably better than being not drugged. No, because then it was, I was just in a, it made me more panicky. I was oh. convinced we were going to crash, so I wasn't oh, happy. Oh, man. I hate, I'm not a fan of turbulence. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, just to make you feel better, we were on a flight one time, me and Kinsey, yeah. and the guy sitting next to us worked at <clears throat> Boeing, and he said they laugh at the when people get scared about turbulence because when they test those big, huge jets, yep. they do this shit. <laughs> they do this shit. Yeah. I'm moving my arms like all over the place. Yep. You know, and it's like that, that little amount of turbulence is just a nothing. Really? It's like a nickel compared to a, a billion dollars. It's yeah, nothing. Yeah, I guess you know? planes, planes don't so crash because just, of turbulence. No, no, they never crash no. because of turbulence. They usually crash because the pilot is getting a blowjob <laughs> when he's supposed to be <laughs> paying attention to landing or taking <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's always Well, you got to have your priorities in life. <laughs> That's always a problem in the cockpit. Yeah, yeah. Usually it's user error. <laughs> yeah, well, that crosses my mind too when we start, you know. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's, yeah. But I'm always, I'm always worried I'm going to be on one of those flights where it just drops 10,000 feet. Like there was one Ooh, just recently man. where it dropped yeah. a shit. And everyone thought, this is it. They're going, the, the gas, the, what, hear the oxygen mask. Oxygen. Want to hear yeah. something really, really sad? What? Kinsey was on one of those flights and didn't know that it, he was flying from L.A. to New York. And yep. they were over somewhere, I think it was either Minneapolis or something. And they hit the turbulence. And first the plane went boom up yep. and then boom down. And he said that um, those carts were airborne. Wow. So people, so they force landed and I mean, they made emergency landing in Chicago. Yep. And I saw it on the news, and they were wheeling people out in stretchers, and there were broken bones. Nobody died, Whoa, right? But a lot of people broke bones, and like it was a major 
you know, fucking oh. disaster. So Kinsey had his seatbelt half, you know, real super loose. Yeah. So when the plane went up, yep. you know, it he forced him. down in his seat. And when it went down, he went up and the seatbelt caught him and bent bin him over and just destroyed his back. Wow. So he was one of those people <clears throat> on the stretchers. Oh, damn. And they took him to the hospital. And he, somehow he was there for a couple days and he managed to, to, to fly to Germany because that's where he was going. Yep. Right? And then when he got to Germany, his back really went out. And he was on the floor of a hotel, not able to reach the phone for two days. <laughs> Fuck. With That's... his do not disturb sign, and he was yelling, and no one. Oh, no. Came. So, the saddest part of this story is that there was a class action lawsuit against the airlines for that disaster, yep. and he didn't know about it. How did he didn't know about it? I'll never know, because you'd think that that would be big news. Yep. But he didn't know about it, and almost everyone on the flight got like over a million dollars in. What? Yeah. And he didn't, he got nothing. Because he didn't know about the the lawsuit and he wasn't a part of it. Can you believe that shit? Fuck. No. Oh, I have it's hard to believe, he. man. I mean, how do you how do you miss something like that? That's why I wanted him on I the mean, podcast I always tonight, thought he so. looked pretty dumb, but I yeah, didn't think he looked that dumb. Yeah. Well, that's why I wanted because I wanted to grill him about that. <laughs> but he didn't know anything about did it. it. When did this happen? Was this? Oh, a long time oh, ago. Right. Shit. We, Tribal Tech was still together when oh, this happened. Oh, wow. Yeah, so shit. Damn. Fucked up, huh? What a... Kind of like you wrecking your bike on the 405. <laughs> <laughs> one of my good friends is a flight attendant for United, and she said, because she's been one for years, and I said, what's the worst flight? And she said the worst flight, she was serving drinks, and they hit bad turbulence, and the passengers, she was lying flat on the aisle, and the passengers were holding her down on the floor as she crawled back to her seat. Whoa. I said, was that it? Like, were you ready to quit? She said, no, that's no big deal. Just the passengers just holding her down, why? Well, because she, she was on the floor and they were holding her down so she didn't hit the roof. Oh. They were all like with their hands. Holding her down so she wouldn't go. What about the up. cart? Was no, the what cart were they doing to her while they know. were holding her down? <laughs> was the cart. Maybe that's why she's still the working. the cart still on the ground or was it flying? I, I don't I didn't think she had the cart. Because, yeah, you out. know, when the carts go airborne, that's fucked up. Because those things are heavy and oh, they, yeah. they hit you, you could die. I've never had a flight where I've lost a. You know, have you have your water in the on just sitting on the seat? I've never had a cup fall over, so me neither. I've been in turbulence that bad yeah. before, but I've been in some scary ones, but not scary enough where your whole plate goes flying off. I met a guy that he was a a music manager for. I think he worked for um, Interscope Records, one of those big dudes. And I got talking to him because we had a scary flight, and he said, "Oh, that's nothing." He said, "I was on a flight, LA to New York." They had to make an emergency landing. Like, they were going to crash. Like, uh-huh. big time. Comes down. They survived. The fire engines. The whole thing. Like, he was praying to God and all that. <laughs> he gets back on a plane thinking, well, the chances of that ever happening again is flying to LA. Plane goes into emergency landing. They thought they were going to crash out at sea. The whole thing again. The same thing. Like, he wow. nearly died on two, that one, too. Two in a row. Two in a row. And he was like... Wow. He's good for the rest of his life. He's good for the rest of his life. Oh, you know, there's a, here's a good one. When uh, Jimmy Earl was playing with Chick Corea, yep. they were on a flight. And when the flight took off, I'm not really sure where we're from, but the right. flight took off and a big, huge chunk of rubber from the front tire 
fell off the tire and flew into the engine. Oh. And just obliterated it. Yep. So the engine completely exploded, <laughs> and shards of the engine came through inside the plane and were sticking into people's bodies. And killed them, obviously. No, didn't kill anybody. Wow. But shards of, of metal were going into people's bodies, like little knives. Wow. Were sticking into people, you know, from the engine. So obviously they had to land at the same airport. Well, I'm glad I'm get getting down. on an airplane next <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah, hey, how do you feel now about flying there? <laughs> that's why yeah. I don't watch that's those air disasters. One, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, that's All I care scary. about is getting my guitar on the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's, <a>, <laughs> <laughs> that's a big win nowadays, yeah. right? Oh, man, I'm yeah. such... I'm, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Did you, you just took your plane... Your, well, this plane? time, because of the surgery and because I didn't want to carry my guitar on the airport, I checked it every time. Oh, you checked time. it. Yeah. yeah, you had a big road case. I it. have a good road case. It's, yeah. a, it's actually great because it's so light. Right. And it's it's one of those SKB Pro oh, okay. cases. Yeah. And you can just toss it. and, and it's, it's safe. Yeah. yeah, totally safe. My yeah. road case is the same. Yeah. It's great. I'm, yeah. I mean, yeah. the, the Australian and New Zealand airlines are really uptight, so I've got to check it, I know. Right. I mean, I, every airline, I kind of know how far I can get it. And I take it as far as I can get it. Yeah. The Asian but the case, the case is so good. And, you know, I just got to believe that there's very few people down there that want to hurt it. You know what I mean? And I'm just hoping that I get the normal people who say, oh, it's a guitar. I'll put it here. Yeah. And they usually do. I mean, yeah. I mean, know. I bet like 90% or if you more put it of the baggage the, handlers. If you put it on the, uh, what do you call it, the oversize, yeah. yeah, then it goes, it doesn't go rolling and tumbling with the other luggage. It just goes straight out to the plane where they pick it up. They put it back on oversize. Yeah. It comes right back right. in. Yeah. No, they and, know about you know, that. And most yeah, of those it, guys, cool. a lot of those guys probably play guitar. You know, yeah. actually, if there's any baggage handlers... Who listen to this program? <laughs> I would like to invite them on the show. Oh, we're going to get a baggage handler. We, we really need that. To would hear. be interesting. I would love to hear that. So, if there's anybody who's a baggage handler and a guitar player, probably who listens to this show, please uh, get in touch with us. We want to. Uh, we want you as a guest. Yeah, it would be fun to talk. That would to be one fun. We had Justin Randy on the other day. Oh wow, cool! Yeah, from Baked yeah, Potatoes. Yeah, so his show episodes he was fun. He was really fun. He was fun. A lot of yeah, fun Justin's stories. Justin's a great guy. Man. He yeah, told us a awesome. lot of stories about you, dude. Oh, oh man. my god! Like right. I can't. I don't know if we can release some of those oh, stories. No, man. no, no. <laughs> we may. We might give you a chance to to edit it. Yeah, or to refute oh, no. some of it. Yep. He said horrible things about me. Oh, just we had to stop him. It was like Justin, oh, no. enough, it's enough, dude. Stop. What about Lukather? No, let uh, me get back to Scott. You know what he yeah. did? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we had Joel on and he edited his own show. <laughs> yeah, Joel, Joel's the, only, the first and last person we're ever going to let edit their own show. Yeah, Joel? Taylor. Taylor. Oh, Joel Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Why, because he got wasted? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you should have heard the shit he said. Wow. And then, and then he like, he, what, we had four shows worth. And we ended up with barely two Dude. when he was done editing. Oh, that's so much fun, man. Joel, is Joel awesome. actually bought my play along. Uh, oh, he things. did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is he going to play? Tr well, I imagine it would be fun to play, you know, turn off the drums and jam, you yeah, know, because yeah. yeah, th those things are really fun because yeah. it's got a little click. Yep. You know, there's a click. And for a drummer, you can just turn off. Oh, and the Joel's shit so badass. He's, he's, such a he's badass. a motherfucker, man. Yeah. I, love I love that guy so playing. much. Yeah. Such a wonderful drummer, man. Yeah. We had a lot of fun with Joel. Yeah. He was, he was a lot of fun. He's my favorite drummer that I ever saw play with Alan. Oh, yeah. He made all that 
odd time stuff sound like 4-4. Four, four, wow. Just so smooth. You know, it never sounded jagged like sometimes those things can sound. You know, yep. he made everything sound so smooth and organic. It was great. I mean, that's why he's, he's also, like, playing all those styles, but when it comes right down to it, he's one of the swingingest jazz drummers yeah, you'll ever play, play with. Yeah, he can play swing and funk yeah. and blues. And he's just... I can do everything. What a great, and he's a great trumpet player, too. What? Really? He plays trumpet. Yeah. yeah. What a motherfucker musician that guy is. And man. he's funny as fuck. Oh yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> he's... Oh yeah. It was this one time I gotta tell you the story, man. <laughs> Alan hadn't seen him in a long time. Alan Hurts. Yep. And back when I was playing with Alan and Travis, we pulled up the baked potato about two o'clock in the afternoon to, to for sound check to go and set up. And we're sitting there in my car, we're just about getting ready to the get out of the car and here comes Joel Taylor out of the baked potato at two in the afternoon. Just completely. He'd been there from the night before. He'd been there from the night before. <laughs> and Alan said, holy shit, is that JT? <laughs> he was looking really, really wasted. He looked like a pirate, man, from coming out of the fucking pirate ship. And Alan was like, what the fuck? I said, JT. Comes over to the car, man. He was just totally lit. Oh, it was so it. funny, man. Uh, I, we need we need more people like that on the show. Right. Unfortunately, most of them are dying. Well, either that or they're recovering alcoholics, or they oh, yeah, they don't funny. drink anymore. Hi, my name is Bruce. <laughs> wasn't the wasn't the kind of one of Alan's more famous trios? Wasn't it Dave Carpenter and Joel Taylor? Yeah. That was the trio, yeah. right? So you can imagine Dave Carpenter and Joel Taylor on the That's same game. That's some debauchery. And, and Holdsworth. And Holdsworth. The three of those guys, rumor is from my agent who also booked them that they ran up some kind of like a $10,000 bill at the end of the tour from all the bar. <laughs> Joel, we, we said to Joel, was like, Joel, give us some Alan Holdsworth stories. <laughs> oh, I've got so many stories. But they're all quite sad. <laughs> they're really sad. And you know what? Remember when I said about two years ago on this very podcast that let's wait a year until everything goes by and then I'll tell some funny Holsworth stories and then they're just not that funny. Yeah. They're just sad. And yeah. it's like, I'm not going to drag his name through the mud. Like, Jocko did some funny shit, you know, yeah. like driving naked in a, on a motorcycle in a lobby of a hotel in Tokyo. <laughs> That's the kind of shit you want to tell. Right. Alan didn't do any of that kind of stuff. It right. was just more just like sad stuff. Right, yeah. So, nah, man, I don't <laughs> want to talk about that like, shit. I think he told told one he told one story but yeah he's like yeah i'm thinking of them but a lot of them are really sad yeah <laughs> like oh fuck man yeah remember that time he 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 fell in the shower and 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 broke three ribs and in the middle of a tour oh god oh, that's painful in the shower and okay just, you can do that yeah. i mean that's not so weird yeah yeah but if you're really wasted you're gonna do it a lot easier <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, what's, what's yeah, the one? Less likely to get hurt. But. What's yeah. the one? Joel told us he he disappeared and like he went to he had to go, he was in hospital. They no one knew where he was. He was in hospital and then he he just got up and checked himself out and. Oh uh, yeah, I heard that so, story. Yeah. But I, I don't remember the details, but I've heard that story. I hope yeah. it made it to the podcast. I don't know what Joel edited. I don't know what he edited. <laughs> oh, you gave him the stuff to edit at home. Well, yeah, yeah he said, "Hey, uh, 
I, I want to listen to it before you put it up. I was like, oh, well, we don't normally do that, but okay, Joel, whatever you want. I'm cool. So I gave him the stuff and he kept, he was busy and busy and he said, oh, I'll, I'll get through it. And then he listened to it and he called me, he texted me. He's like, oh man, I sound horrible. I can't let this and this. And I'm like, dude, have you listened to our podcast? <laughs> do you, one, do you know no that one listens? That was perfect thing to say to him. No one listens and have you heard yeah, Troy, us? Troy, Troy, now you know why he's such a success in business. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so Joel he Joel episode, he edited the first episode and the second and so I don't know what he took out yeah, of and him. the good oh. stuff is all gone oh. yeah he talked about Al Dimiolo oh that was the best part <laughs> we should just talk about that <laughs> what was he saying about it well it wasn't it wasn't that bad it wasn't we that bad but it wasn't that nice uh-huh. it was but, just that he was a douche to everybody yeah. well, you know, and, he, and, he, and he made it hard for the musicians to play well with him uh-huh. They were, he was just fucking he with He cracked him. the whip and, yeah, he was Yeah, and, and for stupid things, and rather mm-hmm. than engendering guys wanting to play good, mm-hmm. he just ma- made it like he was judging everybody. Yeah. And, you know, here he is, like, like the, that. you know, I mean, let's face it, the guy plays his ass off, but, you know, come is on. It, I was, I, I thought he's got the best toupee in the business. Oh, is that fake? <laughs> I don't know, someone said that to you, me you're today. You're talking about the beard or the merkin? <laughs> I don't know. I, I was always I was, I heard him play. He opened up <coughs> when I was playing with Chick. He opened up for us a couple of times. Yep. On acoustic guitar. Yep. It was great. Oh yeah. Really, awesome. really good. I mean, you know, really nice flamenco-ish style yep. stuff. Great. I've never really been a fan of his electric guitar playing no. as much as the acoustic, acoustic stuff. stuff, but just phenomenal. It's, it's phenomenal, phenomenal playing. Really I gotta say, but What's I've never the, been just up. You know, Al. I'm here to tell you. Move me, you know. There's more to it than just playing the guitar for me. I've heard a lot of great guitar playing. Mm. Yeah. I just, just, What's just the album in happened. San Francisco with Paco? Is it Paco and Paco and John? There's that, that story. Was a, that was a, and that, that story where they all fought. I know. I yeah, remember the, the, that. Well, there's a story where Paco actually decked him in the, right. in the head and knocked him down on his on the floor yeah. in an airport. Yeah, in a baggage <laughs> and, claim. Yeah, just and, like yeah. Well, I wasn't him. gonna. I was. And I, that was the end of that tour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish we get Al on the show. <laughs> or Paco. And, 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 and listeners, hey, if you think there's something I need to hear and I'm just mm. uneducated, believe me, you're right. <laughs> In the first part, you're right, I'm uneducated. But if there's something out there I need to hear, I'm, I'm ready to hear it. You know, I don't want to insult one of your heroes. He's a brilliant player, that's for sure. And, and let's face it, he's the youngest looking 60-year-old man I oh, am. Yeah, so. I didn't fucking... insult him, did I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you I did? did? Yeah. No, I just said he's not one of my favorite no, electric you know, players. We, no. You know why? Why don't you just go ahead and insult somebody no, for well, a fucking okay, change? I'll insult Grow him. a pair. I'll, I'll, I'll or did they him. cut those off with your hernia operation? <laughs> Ouch. Ow. Ow. I'm in pain. I'm going to cry. We should just get him on the show. Okay, is there? Okay, yeah. I want to bring up something here. Oh, here is we there go. anything you've said on Guitar Wink that you're really embarrassed about, or something you didn't say that you wish you had? No, I said everything. That question's yeah. not even. I, well, it's relevant, I but it's impossible. It's, it's exactly relevant to what we're talking about. I stopped listening. That's why I don't edit the show anymore because I don't want to hear my own voice and. Two, I don't want to hear anything I said because I regret everything. Yeah, but you, so. you okay. And, and what are we saying here? That you don't even pay attention to what you're saying and you don't remember it? <laughs> well, we all knew that. <laughs> it's pretty obvious, actually. You're right. You didn't know that already. <laughs> I knew you, it. 
You know what I get from a lot of people? What? Oh, we listen to Guitar <laughs> Wink. Scott and Bruce are great. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty much it. That's all I get. Oh, so, you know, <laughs> I don't want to listen to myself either. <laughs> uh. Wow. Well, what are you going to do, man? Well, I, I regret a lot of what I've said. And I also regret a lot of things I wanted to say and didn't. So I've I, said some mean things about a couple people that I wish I hadn't have said. Like what? I forgave you. you know, I, I remember one, one time I said Eric Johnson was the Kenny G of rock. <laughs> And you, that, very you, nice. you made like Kenny that G was, of guitar. It wasn't. It oh. wasn't nice. It was a nice and thing it, to say. I, you can tell Eric Johnson is like just a. He's a sweetheart. He's a, a nice guy. He's such I know. A cool I've, guy. I've, I've done gigs with him, and I like Eric a lot. Yeah, and yeah. it's just that you know his music is a little bit too happy for me. That's all. You know. That's okay. It's, it's happy music. Yeah. Boy, you must hate my shit. You know, you know what? Well, we, <laughs> I mean, well, now that you mention it. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, for that reason, there, Scott. But maybe for our 200th show, I think I'd like to get Kenny G, Eric Johnson, and um, who else could we get? And Al Miola all on the show together. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> One time I was down in Brazil with, with HBC, and my agent was there, and he invited me to a dinner with the promoter of the show. Right. And I was like, okay, you know, and I, I was thinking in my mind, well, why isn't Jeff and Dennis here? But I guess they just didn't want to do it. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll come. Dinner, is it free? And yeah, it's free. So yep. I'm coming. So I go down there and I'm having dinner and the guy flat out asked me, so Scott, um, what Brazilian music are you influenced by? <laughs> and I just said, none. <laughs> we was getting off to a totally bad start for the dinner. You know, they hadn't even, we hadn't even ordered yet. Oh, shit. And here I am telling that I'm not the slightest bit influenced by Brazilian music, which is the truth, you know? And then he's asking me, well, what about Joe Beam? And I'm sort of like, well, what about him? You know, like, and, and, and why aren't you listening to this? Or what about Girl from fucking Ipanema or whatever? And I'm going, dude, I don't listen to that kind of music. I'm sorry. You know, I just, I really don't. It's not my thing. You know, it's, it's kind of major seventhy and happy and. I'm kind of into darker shit, you know, and, and he was offended. Like he was really offended. And it's like, I don't have anything against Brazilian music just because I'm not influenced by it. But God damn. You just couldn't lie. But yeah, you know, but you go. You but, go. I'm, but I am into Mexican. <laughs> yeah, I'm really into Mexican and Argentina. I love that tango, man. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> Oh, man. All those Germans know how to swing. Oh, you know? man, you know? I mean, I'm mean, i kind of doing a polka mariachi thing. I mean, it's almost like the guy never heard my music. It's like if you listen to Pat Metheny, yeah, you can tell Pat Metheny is influenced by Brazilian music. Have you ever listened to my music? Does it sound like if there's any fucking Brazilian music in my music? It's like, what? Uh. You know? I mean... But it's like that where you go to any country. They always ask you, like, <laughs> okay, so Scott, what Polish musicians are you really into that you listen to on a daily basis? Oh, they have musicians? <laughs> wow. Oh, there's, actually, they have a lot of great yeah, jazz musicians. Yeah, I know. They, there, do. they have a lot of great jazz musicians. Yeah, Poland know? is full of Did you about the Polish musician that locked himself in his car? No. <laughs> no? Well, you know why? Why? <laughs> He's still in there. He's still in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, do you hear about the uh, 
in that they had a, a air disaster in Poland where a Cessna uh, 172, you know, the two-seater Cessna, yeah. uh, crashed into a graveyard, and uh, and uh, the workers are still digging for uh, uh, survivors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I knew this Polish bass player. He saw this sign and said, wet cement, so he did. <laughs> oh, well. Ah, that was all. That was anyway, uh, brought yeah. to you by. That was for all that Polish. <laughs> by the Polish <laughs> Tourist Society. Well, speaking of great Brazilian guitar players, how about Pedro Martin? That guy's a motherfucker. Yeah, or Yamandu Costa, or Chico yeah. Pinheiro, or yeah. Jesus Christ, there's a million of them. I hate, really I hate that fucking country. Everybody plays the guitar. Boy, well. man, and there's everybody. Good, there's so many good ones. Yeah, I mean, every, I mean, just you yeah. walk down there and you just hand the guitar to anybody. Pedro is my favorite right now, though, because he's so Wayneish. Yeah, he's so Wayne right. shorter type. His harmonies are so great, and he just sitting there improvising all this beautiful harmonic stuff. He's, he's a great Tonino player. Horta. Wow. Yeah. A lot of great, wow. lot of great players down there. I, I, mean, just, I remember I mean, him at school. All the Brazilian guys were fucking bad at Like Rafa? I've got, yeah, Rafa. And I've got fuck. a couple Brazilian students now that are really good. And I got one in my school. Yeah, it's, yeah. I hate him. Yeah, I hate fuck him. You. I, hate I would him. never really <laughs> say in anything about... But I think what the guy was trying to ask me is what traditional right. Brazilian music... And I'm going, dude, I, I live in L.A. I don't live in Brazil. So yeah. I, I live in L.A. I, I pretty much listen to what I listen to. And they're mainly American. Well, you know, you know, maybe Scott, he was just hitting on you. And (laughs) like, and like, you know how it is. It's like you you walk into a bar, you know, you say like, come here often or like, you know, is is that your favorite drink? You know what I mean? He was just, I mean, what else is he going to talk about? You know, as handsome as I am, how did I not know that? Yeah, man. You just completely missed it, man. Dude, you missed the whole point. (laughs) You could have really had had a memorable evening. I could have been rolling in it that night. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Well, that'll teach you next time when you're in Japan. Yeah. Just yeah. remember what Japanese musicians right, right. have influenced you. <laughs> you maybe do your homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just right. say, you know, really, Pearl Harbor <laughs> was a big effect. That band, I love them. You mean the band Pearl Harbor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this may be the only way that Guitar Wank actually gets any recognition. <laughs> By offending every country sure. and culture. Well, I can just tell him on uh, the first thing I'll say on the mic is, "Hey, my dad fought you guys in World War II." <laughs> yeah. And I and I and I forgive you. I hope we hope the feeling is mutual. Uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's not you won't be the first American that ever bombed in Japan. <laughs> Oh no, is my show going to bomb that bad? Oh man. Oh crap. And I know a lot of people that are going to be there too. You know who's going to be there? Toshi, to, Toshio. Oh, uh, Toshi? Toshio's going to be there. From, from, from Exotic. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, hey, yeah. by the way, tell him I've yeah. sold about half a dozen pedals for him. Oh, good. Me, me who doesn't use them. Awesome. Sold half a dozen RC awesome. boosters. Awesome, already man. because. Because I got these guys who just, they're playing single coil pickups like Charlie Christians and stuff on, on these archtop guitars. Oh, okay. And they're not getting enough beef out of their playing. Right. 
Right. And and I'm telling them like, okay, like this is dangerous. This is a drug. You're gonna plug into this, and all of a sudden, your fingers are you know big and fat, and everything's beautiful. But watch out because it's not. You got to make sure you're still creating the tone, not the pedal, because you'll start using it too much, just like everybody does with reverb and delay mm -hmm. and the next thing you know you're distorting all over the place every time you play a chord because <laughs> you're 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 just like you're high on the drug of gain mm -hmm. you know and i mean you gotta f just remember that this will beef up the sound give you what you want but try and make it happen you're on your own you, you I mean, I'm talking about archtop guys sure. with single coil pickups. Sure. You, you know, you, you're reminding me of, of when I was a kid and I was taking Dad's car out for the first time and I got the lecture from Dad. Just be careful with it. Yeah. yeah. You're going to... Well, well, well it's, really, it's really true because, I mean, I remember once going to a gig and playing and everything was fine. And there was a sound engineer, you know, we were doing the sound check. I had the RC booster with him, and I just for the fuck of it hit it, you know. And it like, all of a sudden I was, you know, big balls, you know. And um, the guy, the sound man would go, whoa, that's right, you know. It's like, <laughs> fuck, you know, I mean, it's like, mm -hmm. I get it, you know, it's it, it's artificial and it just oversaturates. I, 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 I don't know why you'd say it's artificial because it's just the same electronics that are in the amp. I mean, it's oh no, but it's it's just pushing so much more juice that it right. You right. you can back you know it just it's not it's yeah. not, and it's not the same. It's it's a it's just not the same. It's beautiful and it's great and it tightens up the bass. It does all these things that archtops really need electrically, but at the same time. Then it starts to saturate and it distorts and it makes it hard to hear. Okay, the nuance. Even with the gain all the way off. Oh, I'm, why would you turn it on with the gain? Well, all the let way me. Off? I'll just tell you a quick story. When I was recording the album and I was doing that one cut that has the, what is the name of that guitar I used? D'Angelico. D'Angelico, and I was trying to play, and I, it just wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. Like there was so much bass. It was bassier than the bass guitar. Oh, wow. And I'm like, this just isn't working. That's like, the problem with Archtop sometimes. I can't get this thing to do what I... I can't get it to fit, and I don't want to have to EQ the fuck out of it, because right. that sounds... So I pull out the RC booster, yep. and I plug it in, and I turn the volume up to the same... So, it, so it's unity gain, so yep. it's you know the same volume it was. And I turn the gain pretty much all the way off, or maybe very, at the very most, 9 o'clock. Right. You know? And it's still just as clean... And it still can play chords, but all yeah. that fucking bass is that that ugly bass is gone. Right. The bass is nice and tight now, yep. and it's like a little higher in the frequency range, so it's not down there like fucking with the bass player. And that's what enabled me to play. Wow. You know, I mean, it, it, it sort of made the guitar into a usable instrument, whereas before it just wasn't. Wow. You know, that, but that's just a that's just one. What you know, one particular instance i can't speak right that's to. a situation that's a whole yeah. different yeah ballpark from yeah. what i'm talking right about. right and, and and i don't disagree i mean in general my philosophy is the problem with the archtop guitar is that the low end is way too explosive and the high end's too thin uh-huh compared to when you listen to it acoustically R right you listen to it acoustically it's a balanced instrument yeah it it it's even and then you as soon as you 
the pickup gets involved, gets all excited with the bottom end, right? And and, and in and in comparison, the high end has is pretty gutless. And that's probably and lot, why they put humbuckings on them because humbuckings have less bass than. Well, and humbuckings have a tendency to yeah. also make things fatter. Uh-huh. The high end, the high notes, right, right. That, but I, I think that's really why everybody likes humbucker. I mean, uh-huh. I think the bass notes, everybody, it's a lost cause and no one even gives a shit anymore. Sure. <laughs> you know? Sure. But also we're playing softer, so the amplifier isn't right. is involved. Right. But like those strings I use with the nickel bronze, that has changed the game because mm-hmm. now all that energy comes from low, the bottom end, end is yeah. tightened up. And, and conversely, you're getting the gain like the RC booster because in order to get the volume... You've got to turn up more uh-huh. because you know those low strings don't have as much magnetic oomph. Right. So your high notes get that big fat thing that the RC booster will give you, be- just simply because you're turning up gain in the amp. Right. And 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 the low notes are tight because there's just not as much frequency from the string going into the magnet. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. And that, that that is like, you know, my red guitar. It's it's you know, you, you've got the same guitar sure. pretty much. And those strings have made it so I can use that guitar on a like an organ trio gig that's stinking loud or okay. a big band gig. Cool. And no feedback. And I've still got tight bass and fat high end. And what strings do I have on it? Did he put I on don't it? even know. But mm-hmm. I'll give you I mean, first of all I need to know what gauge you want, but you can get them from just well, he did, he put the same gauge on it that you use, so okay. I imagine they're thirteens. Okay, a 13 yeah, set, I got probably. the fourteens, but you know, it'll be thirteens. And I mean, I'll give you a set of those, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, you'll I like find, to try it. You'll find that it's like all of a sudden that that explosive low end and the feedback and stuff. And of course, you don't play it live, anyways. You only use it in the studio. Right, right, right. But still, you'll find the balance of the instrument is more leaning to the high end than the low end. Yeah. And I like that. That guy, Ken Parker, mm. man, he, he's got some pickup guy, and I don't know who he is. It's a different, I mean, the guy, I, I hear the pickups cost more than guitars these days, but this guy has figured out a way to, to do a pickup on, on a set of bronze strings that was like as good a sounding pickup as I've ever heard on mm-hmm. a guitar. And that's like, that's freaky shit, you mm-hmm. know, because there's not a whole lot of fair, you know, magnetic activity coming yeah. from that. He's figured it out, and uh, are they? How expensive are they? They're really expensive. Thousands, I think. A thousand for a thousands pickup? for a pickup. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, that's kind of expensive, I'd say. <laughs> the guitar. Definitely. I mean, you don't know. I mean, while you were gone, <laughs> us lowly people, we went. Uh, I, there was an Archtop Guitar Festival in Denver. Uh huh. And uh, the guy at Henriksen Amps, you know those little amps. Mm-hmm. He uh, he was the sponsor of it and we all went out there and did workshops and all these luthiers were out there man some of the most amazing fucking guitars you've ever seen wow. in your life these guys are you know beyond artists M- mostly US guys are also European guys uh, Stefan was there okay and so he, he sold a couple guitars no shit so and guys it, from Europe too. of course he had me doing the red guitar there so uh-huh. that helped um, but uh, Stefan was the only European that I know of most of the rest were American. But like Linda Manzer, Canadian, Tom Rebecki, uh, Christian Mirabella. These are like the, you know, Danny Keentop. 
uh, Bill Commons. I don't know these guys. These but guys are you, like yeah. the creme de la creme. I mean, the only yeah. guy of of really high stature that wasn't there and was missed was John uh, Monleone. Mm-hmm. And but there's this guy named Ken Parker who's just like for me. He's Parker Fly Guitars. Parker Fly Guitars. <laughs> is it really him? Yeah, he's he's got a whole idea about an acoustic guitars and archtop guitars. You're, you wait a minute. The guy that does the Parker Fly Guitars. Builds I think it's the same guy. I'm not sure. Sorry. I think it's the same guy. Yeah, it's the same guy. But I okay. think he sold that side of it. The, he makes maybe these. He may. He's got I this idea maybe. for Larry for an archtop acoustic guitar that is shockingly weird and cool mm-hmm. well just and, like his electric it's weird and, and but no different. this is like a whole other level of, wow. of where it could go but apparently they play amazingly I've never played one I just I've heard them and I didn't like the sound of it because it didn't I don't know it's just you hear things if you like it you like it if you right. don't you don't but hell when you, whose hands it's in I mean that's that's of course yeah I can't say I've ever heard one of my favorite players play one so right you know I might, all I can say is that might be it I mean I was there and he Larry he, he gave hasn't it to me heard you. and I played it <laughs> and like I was like holy shit this is like <clears throat> another level of shit I mean it's not it's not even really the arch top he's found a sweet spot between the flat top and the arch top. And you said mm-hmm. you can take the neck off and put the oh, neck the, the, back on. Yeah. And it's it's all still It's it's like right. it's not the neck is not built into the body. The neck is actually balanced on the balanced on top. Oh, it's amazing. Interesting. And it's just got a little pin that holds it in. That's how you adjust the action. And it sits on a little fulcrum and the strings are what holds it. But they're like and, 30 grand uh, 30 or 40. 30 yeah. or 40. Oh. There's this YouTube video of Kurt Rosenwinkel, um, and it's it's just audio. It's not a video. It's just an audio masterclass. Yep. And I listened to the whole thing. It was like an hour and a half long, and he was playing this nylon string guitar. Right. And it did not sound like a nylon string guitar. It sounded like a jazz guitar, and it was the most. It's just the most beautiful tone. And I just I was like really impressed. I was just like man. Such a great tone, like every single chord and every single voicing, just so clear and beautiful. Of course, it's in his hands too. But yeah, man, what a beautiful sound! It's one of the best tones I've heard him get. Wow! And it wasn't even a jazz guitar; it was a nylon string. Right. And that's just on YouTube. It's on YouTube. If you look up Kurt Rosenwinkel uh, Masterclass, yeah, you'll probably find it. I think it's probably the only one. Yeah. yeah. And it's only audio. Wow, but boy, it's a nice tone, and yep. he's playing. Of course, he's playing some fucking ridiculously great shit. Yeah, um, yeah, that guy's amazing. So um, yeah, it was it was fun to listen to it. Yeah, it was yep. really good. I was tempted to start transcribing, and I, and I was like, nope, don't do it, Scott. <laughs> Be Scott. <laughs> don't. I know, like everybody and their brothers transcribing this, so don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Do you know? Um, do you know? Free the tone pedals. Uh uh-uh. uh. Free the they're from Japan. Free the tone. Free the Mm-mm. tone. I don't know them. They um, the, uh, my friend put me on. Rolls right off the tongue, doesn't it? Free the tone, and um, they sent me a pedal, a programmable. Is, is this mine? Yeah, that's yours. A programmable. There's ice in there too. A, Old crow. Oh well, it's actually not. The missus put in, um. Uh, gentleman's jack 
into that bottle because she didn't I like. I like that even better. I was pissed. If I, I like this. The I'm going to start back. talking about Trump. Okay, <laughs> no, no, <don't> there. <laughs> Last time he did that, I got abusive mail. You did, yeah. <laughs> People are not happy about it because they're like, you know what? We come to Guitar Wank. To not hear about politics because everywhere we go, it's politics, that and that's the one said? place we don't want to hear about uh-huh. it. Okay, and I, I, I understand right. that. That I, I, but there's a lot to vent, but we can't do it here. Um, free the tone pedals. Prog- you can't stop me from talking. About no, Trump no, I can't I stop you. No, but we can. <laughs> we, can, we, can we can just delete it from the <laughs> editor. There's out. ice in that bag if you want it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, go. I'll get back to free the tone. A programmable EQ pedal. That you, it's got like 99 presets in it. Wow. And you lot. can just MIDI, so you can just get it to do whatever you want. It sounds amazing. It's wow. awesome. Cool. So I, I recognize that thing with the circle in it. What's that do? Oh, the um, the H9, the Eventide H9. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Josh Smith has, has a couple Eventide. of Eventide. It's great. Eventide. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Pedal. Yeah, it's, it does a lot of stuff. It's a, it's God, a, you know, they've been making digital delays for like how many years? Well, yeah, it's got forever. all the cool like shit 30, 40 years. Yeah, when I was. I remember one of my first. No, not my first, but I was in a, in the studios way back in the last century. <laughs> and this guy, uh, it was a rack mount, even, even tied digital delay, right? And he'd either with a Sharpie or ta- black tape. He blocked out some of the letters, so it said, "Even I dig a lay." <laughs> hey, you can do that. <laughs> you know, Jean-Luc Ponty had a rack of these things, um, and he used to use them on few tunes. And that's where the crystallizer, Sound Toys crystallizer, comes uh, from. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where yep. you know that's where they got it from. It's modeled after the you know the old, ancient Eventide. Yep. Uh, pitch transposer delay so you have something that just keeps going octaves higher and yeah, higher yeah, and higher yeah. and higher and it's yeah. all shimmery and and i didn't i was thinking oh great i'm gonna get, have crystallizer for the new album i didn't use it on one tune <laughs> because it just sounds like crystallizer <laughs> you know because somebody's gonna listen to the tune and yeah i see scott <laughs> bought crystallizer because it's you can't get away from the the you know just the the notoriety of that sound and it's just like it, it's so giveaways. So there's a, there's a lot of sounds in that it. thing that I don't know. I'm sure maybe someone could. There's a lot of stuff that I just. Eh, it's kind of a little over the top. You know, when you there's hear a lot of good stuff. When too. you hear a sound that everybody's going to recognize, like the saxophone sound from the Corgium One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Zominal himself was using that sound for a while. Right. And we and everybody was going, Joe, why? Using that horrible saxophone <laughs> sound, it's terrible. And then finally, he got Wayne to to sample, you know, some stuff, and right. he ended up with a much better sound. You know, he especially used it when he was playing that little peppy instrument. That yeah, yeah, he had it. You know, was walk around playing it that little min, min, mini keyboard. But yeah, for a while he was using that M1 saxophone, and it's so recognizable. <laughs> you just go, "Yep, he's got an M1 up there." <laughs> well, I think we should get someone to build Bruce a pedal board. Yeah, I'm down for that. <clears throat> That'd be great. Oh, uh, that'd be so awesome. I was over at Dave Phillips the other day, and he had this massive rack. The thing had to be up to my shoulders. Wow, big rack. 
And I said, is somebody really going to carry that around? I mean, on the road, do they still do that? And he said, no. He said, this guy's a dentist. <laughs> and he's going to just have it. It's never going to leave his living room. Wow. And it was an exact copy of the Eddie Van Halen rack from the 80s. Oh, really? It had a real Echoplex in it. And it had a bunch of digital delays. And it had, oh, I just can't even remember, just so much stuff. And then, like, two Marshalls with two Marshall 4x12s. And I said, so that's a living room rig, huh? <laughs> we should get Dave on the show. You know what? He'd be a great guy to have on the yeah. show. Because he builds all the pedal boards of the stars. Yeah. And he probably has a million great stories. I'm sure he's got some great yeah. stories. I mean, he does yeah. great stuff. He does yeah. great work. He does incredible work, yeah. He, he does. Could, he could, that'd be a show that probably Bruce could could fall asleep on again. Yeah, that would put Bruce right to sleep. <laughs> Pedal boards. <laughs> Pedal boards. And then I plugged the gain into the poop chute of the other one, and that was really exciting. <laughs> Woo! Uh, wow. Well, you are selling RC boosters, so there you go. That's pretty I have, impressive. You know, I've sold man. more pedals than anybody like me. <laughs> I'm actually kind of surprised, man. I did a, a an interview for this young guitar Japanese magazine. Yep. And they were asking me all kinds of questions about the record, and there was hardly one gear question. It was all about... Were you a little disappointed? Well, I was just <laughs> curious as to, you know, I mean, usually... <laughs> They're really into that, the kids, especially yeah. the younger kids. They're really into gear, so I expected it to be mainly about gear, and it right. was absolutely not much about gear. They weren't interested in that. Wow. And I was like, whoa, that's really unusual. Cool and different. In fact, I have to say that most of the interviews I've done about this record, not many people are asking about gear. They must hate the sound. They must hate the sound, right. <laughs> yeah. No, they're not really, it's, it's not, it seems to be more about music and less about gear. I thought you were telling me that's why kinda, you wanted you know, us to talk about it more, because everyone was asking about gear. Nobody asks about gear, not not too many. Because by the l last time I did the show, I hadn't done that many interviews. Oh, okay. And I've done a lot of them since Maybe then. Maybe they listen to Guitar Wank and they're yeah. like, you know, oh, let's yeah, not ask Scott about it. Don't, don't, don't ask Henderson about gear. Yeah, yeah. He gets all him. They'll go all Landau on you. Don't fucking <laughs> ask me about my gear. Ask me about my notes, bitch. If, well, you know, if Landau gets here, you know, the first question out of my mouth is, so what pedals are you using on your <laughs> pedal board nowadays? <laughs> you know, all you got to do is just go on the web and you can see his <laughs> pedal board. I know. You but know? I would love to. I'd have to ask that question just to piss him off. To yeah. have fun with him, he'd love a lot. Yeah, man. I mean, he knows <laughs> stuff. I mean, he's been using the same pedals for a long time. Right. It's, it's he's got the SD9 there, yeah. and he's he's got the. I'm not sure what he's using for a boost now. Probably still the Voodoo one. Right. He's got that. Yeah, and he's got another pedal board for the wet. Yeah, I noticed rig, that. That's a know? good idea. So, yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, makes no sense. But yeah, it's clearly yeah, not. Yeah, he's got a fucking roadie. It makes tons of yeah, sense. Yeah, it's clearly not in his hands. <laughs> oh, no, no. no that's it's all on the pedals. That. that has nothing to do with it. <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, man. But, well, whatever. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, a question about your magazine covers. Very happy to see that's obviously the guitar wing kind of kind of amazing actually because for a jazz guy or semi jazz guy or whatever the fuck I am to get on a cover that's pretty unusual. It wasn't just one, right? You, no, three. Three covers, and and it's usually 
You know, I think I had one conversation with Oz Noy one time where we both had albums coming out at the same time and and we were trying to, you know, like, I'm going to get on the cover of Guitar Player magazine. And I was saying, no, nah, well, Slash beat me out. And Oz said something <laughs> like, well, don't feel bad. I got beat out by a pedal. <laughs> <laughs> Who, Oz said that? Yeah. <laughs> they put a pedal on the cover. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, at least I got beat out by a human being. <laughs> gonna get Oz on Oz he keeps texting me hey I'm in town uh, can we do guitar wing? yeah I know I told Oz that it's not that easy because Bruce doesn't live here and I'm right. on the road okay. here as long as he knows, we're not avoiding him no of course not I'd love to have Oz on the show yeah, man. Like he's a funny Oz guy and he's where's a Oz, nice Oz is, where's he from he's Israeli right Israeli yeah yeah, yeah. alright we're gonna have him on yeah and we'll get him on sooner or later him, I'd love to have him on I hope he does he drink I think so. Oh. I think he's a pretty. He's not a Scientologist or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Sci- don't Scientologists drink, don't they? I guess in moderation. <laughs> yeah. Boring. Yeah. Boring. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> I said to Bruce, we've had a bunch of guests on of late that are either amp people and they're very straight laced and like, and no one sits down and has a drink with us anymore. It's like, uh-huh. like you know, Luca that was here, and of course we're not going to offer him a beer or anything because he's on the wagon or off the wagon or whatever he is. But I said, who can we get that's going to sit down and just have some drinks with us and have some fun? Joel Taylor. <laughs> well, you can never expect a bad time with JT. I can tell you that. Uh, Joel delivered, man. Yeah, man. He's living life large. <laughs> Love that guy. He's great. Yeah. He's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. When are you going to play with Joel again? Well, you, did- that, you know what? I, we were just talking about that in emails because I was telling him that since now my guys are not U.S. guys, they're in Paris. Right. And I only play in town once a year. I don't want it to be that way. You know, <clears throat> so I want to put together some gigs at Baked Potato with just to play some tunes or standards or whatever we want yeah. to play. Yep. And I would love to play with Joel. He would be the first guy I would call. Yeah. So yep. maybe me and Kinsey and Joel and a good bass player and just go in there and just play tunes. Yeah, and just have great, fun and man. jam and have a good time. Yeah. I miss doing that. Yeah. 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 I'm sick of playing my own shit. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna do what are John you gonna do Johnny Pisano's night again? I don't know, John hasn't asked me. <laughs> Well, they've moved it. They've moved it. Yeah. They, they might be going to the baked potato. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that they might go. You mean permanently? No, they are going to the baked potato. They are going no, to the baked potato. Every Tuesday night? No, the first Tuesday of every month. Oh, okay. Well, I would love to play with John. I always like it. I mean, I'm always completely lost and don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Because <laughs> he calls these fucking tunes that I've never heard of in my life. I'm not that old. You know, Jesus Christ. I grew up with Hendrix. I didn't grow up with love something every fucking song has the word love in it no greater love love this love that what the fuck i don't know any of that shit autumn leaves and doesn't it, have love in no it. but it's the, everyone yeah, sounds right, like right, autumn right, leaves right, they right, all right, sound right. like autumn leaves it's the right. same shit and it's like so i'm looking at the chart and of course there's like one bar with four measures on it and another line with five measures on it and one with like six measures on it. <laughs> and if you take your eyes off that chart for a second, done. It's, now it's time to play by ear. And that's what I do. 
So I'm up there on stage and I'm listening to the changes. I'm just trying to fit in and hope that I don't play too many wrong notes and leaving, you know, just, okay, where are they going now? And then maybe by the time we played it three or four times through, I'm starting to get, starting to, to see where the form is and, right. and what's going on. By that time, it's too late. I've played <laughs> so my solo and sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and then I asked to play John to play one of the tunes I know, right? Which are only Wayne songs, right? You know, <laughs> let's play Fee Fi Fo Fum, uh, yep. right? And he, I see him getting out his book and he's looking at it and going, mm, I don't really want to play this at all. <laughs> <laughs> So we won't be seeing you anytime with John. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to call me anymore. <laughs> you know I love the guy. Oh, man. I love the guy. Back but his repertoire is fucking ancient. Yep. And I don't know any of those tunes, man. I just We went don't. to... I was lucky enough to go with Bruce to the 22nd year anniversary of yeah. John's Night. Yeah. It was fun, man. That was a fun I night. love the whole thing, man. It's great. I love how he has young guitar players come up with and play with him and... I had a blast playing with him, even though I was lost half the time. <laughs> I had a blast. He's a fun guy, man. Fun we saw, guy. Um, we saw, we went to the baked potato last night and saw Jack Shit. Do you know? Does he know Val? <laughs> Val McCallum. Val Jack McCallum? Shit. That's yeah. his band, Jack Shit. Okay. And oh, it, Val. Yeah, yeah, Val. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had him on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Val, Val's band. Yeah, one sure. of his bands. Oh, was man, it fun? It was great. great. Yeah. Fucking hilarious. A yeah. lot of fun and. Cool. John Pisano got up and did a song with him. Oh, awesome! And um, and then Jackson Brown was there, so Jackson Brown got up and uh -huh. he was brown shit. Because yeah. <laughs> everyone in the band is called was Jack shit, Jack shit, piece of shit, and uh, shorty shit. <laughs> shorty shit. <laughs> That's awesome. So Jackson Brown was brown shit. Wow. <laughs> but it was fun, man. Wow. Val played awesome. He sounded fantastic. I would love to ask Jackson Brown some some questions about Dumble because I bet he knows. He's in that whole thing because his brother owned the property That's that, right. that, so, that Dumble lived on forever. I, I had Jackson Brown's Dumble here uh -huh. once. Uh huh. And um, it's number 10. Really? It's a, yeah, Dumble wow. number 10. Well, that's worth about $100 and it was million. Sitting in, dollars. Um, this guy's closet. He's a guitar player. I can't think of it. Owen, Owen Barry. Do you know Owen Barry? Mm -mm. Oh, he's an English guitar player. And he was here in. Yeah, it's sitting at his house in his closet because I guess he he knows Jackson, his good mates, and Jackson's like, yeah, take this amp. And, but that's got to be worth. Who I knows? mean, number ten and Who Jackson knows? Brown owned more it. than one of those cars that they have in the in the uh, uh, Americana. What are those called? What you the, know the cars that they sell at the Americana? They're they're electric cars. They're super famous. Oh, the um, uh, what is it, Bruce? Electric car. Called? What's the guy's the name? Tesla? Tesla. Tesla. Yeah. 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 Oh, Tesla yeah. ain't more shit compared to that. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah, I guess true. That's true. It must be just worth wow. a fortune. But you know, whatever. We should yeah, do. man. Well, yeah. I just don't know what to say now. After all that. <laughs> I just well, lost you know. for words. <laughs> <laughs> I just know Dumble's a nutcase. <laughs> I love the guy, but he's out of his mind. <laughs> Uh, maybe Bruce. Maybe I've got to, I'm, I'm, I'm emailing him these days. Yeah, you know, we'll see. You never know. We'll at least get the Henry Kaiser stuff up. There you, <laughs> there you go. I think he has number one. Who Henry? Wow. Whoa. Amazing. The number one steel string singer. Wow. 
That's got to be worth. I bet Robin has some some pretty old ones too. I think he's just got the he's one. Got he's the got the one. Uh-huh. He's made, the I Robin had that one. here. I picked it up for him. Uh-huh. And had it here and played it's with it. It's sat in this very place. room. God, oh God. I, hopefully it'll rub off on me. Bro. <laughs> Me too. I, 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 rub, actually, I I'm getting against, all tingly. I, 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 I rubbed against it at one point. It's you know? <laughs> an iconic gamp, and that would be worth a lot of money. That's, I mean, who, I would never pay that kind of... I don't have that kind of money for an amp like that, but... Damn, what do you do with an amp? That's, and you get it home, you just paid $100,000 for this amp, and you're like, you know what, I still sound like me. You know what the funny <laughs> thing is, is... And who cares what I think? But I never liked his amps. Yeah. Never liked them at all. You said that, yeah. Never liked them. You, Could, were, the, you were the guy that the got sound. away. I don't know why people you like You don't them. like anything. No, I do. I like Fenders and Marshalls. Yeah. You know, that's I've always loved Fender amps, good Fender amps and good Marshall amps. I love them. And other amps, too. But Dumble, no. You haven't played no. with Bruce's Dumble Fender here. Oh, I bet that sounds great. It does sound really great. Yeah, I mean, because Dumble did that Bandmaster for me, and it was yep. amazing. Yep. But I'm talking about his particular sound. Like his is, steel stringers and stuff? They're very mid, mid-range. Right. There's no bass, or not much, yep. you know, and uh, they're just centered on the mids. Yeah. So it's like there's another amp builder that used to work with John. Um, what's that guy's name? He doesn't work with Sir anymore. He used to be making amps at Sir, his amps. Roy Jim Blank? Kelly. No, Roy Blank. Kelly. Jim Kelly. Oh, Jim Kelly. Yeah, and yeah. His yeah. amps were the same, mid-rangey. Yeah. yeah. Mid-range, yeah. A, a big fat mid-range with very little bass. Yeah. And some guys really like that sound, and it, it's probably sounds with a three thirty-five. It's probably cool yeah. with a Strat and single coil pickups. You're talking Nasalville, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's not the guitar those amps are made for. Yeah. I really don't believe so. They really go better with a Les Paul or a 335 or some kind of Gibson sound. Right. Like when you listen to Robin Ford play, there's that sound. And, and that's not the sound I'm looking for at all. Yeah. So, and who, why would I? Because right. yeah, that's, that's well, his he, thing, His latest know? album, I just heard his latest album, he... He tried his his number one dumble and it, he didn't use it on the album. Uh-huh. He ended up using a a brand new custom Fender uh, Vibralux. Well, maybe he's trying to get away from and that heavy mid range. He said he tried to sound. use his dumble and he said whatever reason that just wasn't working where he was at in the studio. He yeah. said and he ended up using some other amp or something. Oh but man, so many factors come into play: the sound of the room and yeah. the, the music that you're playing, and yeah. it may just just doesn't fit. I can remember man in the studio sitting there for days going, why can't I find a sound that works for this part? And I just couldn't find it. Yeah. And days go by and then I just, well, I'll leave it. I'll come back to it. Maybe I'll hear something better. I mean, hear different things and that'll change my mind and I come back to it and still, I can't find the right amp. You know. Well, to, so you were trying different amps? like Trying different amps to try to make this, this idea that I had sound good and I just couldn't find couldn't find it like everything seemed to sound just bad right and then finally i found something and then okay that's that's finally working why didn't i think of that right before it just thanks man (laughs) that was bruce by the way like really enjoying what i had to say (laughs) you could tell how important it was to him (laughs) 
<laughs> now I hear him peeing. That sound, that pee sound you're hearing is Bruce peeing, ladies we and gentlemen. We should really get Bruce a remote mic so he can just like air, like like uh, like in the movie uh, Naked Gun. So you know where good. he takes the mic into the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's so great. This friend of mine, this girl that I used to date, was in that scene. Really? She was one of the extras, and she was a reporter, and she was one of the ones <laughs> holding the microphone up and hearing that and looking around like, oh, what's wow. going on? Right? Yeah. She was in that movie, and she was in that particular scene. He's so badass, Leslie. Nielsen. Oh, boy. Oh, great man. movies. God, he was so Great good. stuff. How can we had a girl's name? <laughs> I don't know, but he always said, "Stop calling me Shirley." <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's so brilliant. <laughs> I love, love that guy, man. <laughs> oh, the, the famous quote from um, uh, not Lloyd Bridges, the other Robert Stack in Airplane. <laughs> the famous quote that he said off stage where Lloyd Bridges said to one of the directors, he said, are you sure that that joke is funny? And, and Robert Stack says, don't you get it? We are the joke. <laughs> <laughs> is it Lloyd Bridges or, the, or, or Stack where he's in the cockpit with, with Johnny and he's like, oh, Johnny, so do you like it when your dog rubs up and down your leg? <laughs> Is that one scene where Lloyd Bridges is upside down and his hair is all going this way? I guess I quit the picked the wrong day to quit sniffing glue. Such a badass movie. The best. The best. I remember the first time when I saw it, I was literally in in tears on the floor. Missed half of the shit because I was laughing so hard. Oh, good, man. <laughs> they kind of reinvented the slapstick comedy man with that movie <sighs> and there's been so many people that copied him ever since but yeah <laughs> but that shit was uh, it's like it, it's the monty classic. python did you guys ever get into yeah monty python? sure oh, of course yeah, man and that shit was amazing Harry Potter and those guys man there was this one skit they did where they were playing tennis tennis anyone and every time this the the tennis ball hit somebody it would that it would like wound them and it would be gushing blood everywhere <laughs> this is monty python yeah. <laughs> what was that one in oh, man uh, great stuff brilliant stuff and the and the the uh, naked gun movies were awesome too oh yeah they were man. fantastic that's when OJ wasn't killing people. Yeah, man. I remember the, one of the best bad guy deaths in the history of movies is there is one point in the movie where Leslie Nielsen is in a tank and it crashes and he's, he's going to try to take this bad guy out, but he fucks it all up and the tank crashes into the zoo and all the zoo animals come running out into the city. That's about in the middle of the movie somewhere. Right. And at the end of the movie, Robert Goulet, the bad guy, yep. you know, the slick guy with the mustache, <laughs> the Vegas cat, he's, he's about to set off a nuclear bomb and of course he, they, they disarm it at the very last minute, but he gets away. Right. But somehow... He's hanging out a window, and Leslie Nielsen has him by the arm, the typical cliche, like, are you, is he going to save the bad guy? But he can't save him, and he falls, and he falls like he's out of a 10-story window, and he hits, like, 
uh, um, cloth awning after cloth awning <laughs> and cloth awning after cloth awning, and he finally lands on the ground, and he just gets up and he's, you know, brushes himself off, and then a fucking lion comes up and eats him. <laughs> It's just, okay, it doesn't get any better than that. (laughs) That is sheer brilliance. (laughs) Oh, those guys are great. 